0: Welcome to the podcast, Mandy Ashley. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. Um, if anybody doesn't know, Mandy is my nearest and dearest. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> are. <laughs> you are. I even think of you more of like almost like a sister-in-law because your your birthday's one day. Um. Well, it was the same day as my husband. One day, yeah, and one day like uh, after my daughter. And I don't know. You seem like brother and sister. You act like brother and sister. My husband and you. It's it's uncanny. And you're not related.
1: (laughs) No, I know it's weird. We've known each other for so long. Yeah, and it's crazy. I I don't know. I was thinking about this today too. You know, we've known each other for so long, and I feel like the last five years we've really like you and I have really connected, you know? Yeah, for sure. And yes, you are one of my nearest and dearest. You're amazing. And you have healed me <laughs> on many occasions,
0: physically, spiritually. <laughs> oh, and so have you, my friend. Like friendships do that though. And really, I really value my friendship with you for the fact that you've challenged me to question my own things and myself when it mm. came to my friendship with you of like, um, you're f- really, really fucking talented. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go through some ego things when it came to my friendship with you because, um, <laughs> you know, it, it brought up, you know, imbalances in my own ego. And I got to this beautiful place with you and with all women in general that I'm not competing with anybody. And I think part of that is because of my friendship with you, Mandy, I credit my friendship with you uh, uh, that healed that part of myself of being like, dude, we celebrate each other.
1: Totally. (laughs) Totally. That's like my number one thing is I don't want to compete with anybody. I hate, it makes me feel toxic inside. That's something I don't like doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I'm a music teacher as well. And I don't, like when I see it in my kids competing with each other, because that's not the point of music, right? No. The, The point is to feel good doing it, to enjoy it, and to embrace each other. You know, there's so much music out there. There's so many talented people out there. And, I mean, for me as well, I've gone through, like, I think working in a lot of groups, it definitely, like, puts your ego in check. And working, like in Barrie, in Toronto, it really puts your ego in check. You know, you're a very small fish in a huge pond. So on my own journey, I've also really put my ego in check as well. Right. And I like (laughs) to align myself with amazing women. Like I like to align myself with Aiden and you and, and, you know, Lynn, all these amazing females that we
0: have in the Okanagan. So, I mean, we just got to embrace each other yeah that comes with like wisdom and you know I think when your ego's out of balance, it's because you're insecure. It totally. comes from insecurity and truthfully, it if you're competing with someone else, you're you're not putting that focus on what you need to do with mm-hmm. your own development and your own healing. you know it's okay. focusing on things that are really out of control. I can't control the quality of the tone of my voice. like I'm born with two vocal cords. And they have a certain quality. Everybody is, you know what I mean. Yeah. That yeah. so seeing that, you know, a quality in your voice that I love, and loathing myself is <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you know, like it's not serving me in any way, or you, or the world exactly. You know?
1: And I think like, I like if I think about how I can sing. Like I'm specifically thinking about like Jack and Jill. Like when I sing in Jack and Jill, you can't be you can't have any insecurities. You can't have an ego because it's so hard singing that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where you really can't think about anything else. And I really, I'm so grateful to working in Jack and Jill because I work with all males in that band as well. And I think it really, I don't know. It just like, there's so many women out there who really, when they see a woman fronting a, a a rock band, they just need that. I don't know. Do you know what it's I mean? powerful. Like, it's, it's like a warrior. Powerful.
0: Yeah. It's like a musical warrior woman. <laughs> like, totally. You know, it's powerful. And, yeah. Um, you're so unapologetic in the way that you <laughs> perform and in the way that you live. Like you're like, this is who I am. Take me or leave me. And um, I, I've become a better person because you're in my life. And I think that's, um, that's hmm. a beautiful friendship. And that's what friendships are supposed to do. They are supposed to um, help you become your best self, you know? Totally. I feel like every week I meet a new woman. I'm just
1: like, well, where have you been?
0: Like, (laughs) you're amazing. You know? (laughs) Hence why I've made this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly that, of being like, what? You've been here this whole time? You're amazing. How Amazing. I want to celebrate you.
1: Totally. And we should celebrate each other. I was... um, I was just on a a meeting yesterday with, um, like I have a, um, I don't know, like a manager, an artist manager, developer, whatever. Anyway, we meet every two weeks, but he was talking about um, how we don't like, as an artist, I don't celebrate myself enough. Like I'm always moving towards the next thing and I'm not just stopping and like celebrating like the moments, you know? And I think like as women sometimes, we do that like as mothers and moms, and like we're just always trying to get to the next thing. Yeah. So I'm, I feel like this podcast came at such a great time because I feel like I can re- actually really celebrate like, this is cool, like where I've ended up and, and how I've gone on this journey. And, and I've aligned myself with these great people. And I'm just very grateful that I'm here. So. Yeah, thanks for Yay. asking and, me to be on the podcast.
0: Yes, this has been a long time coming, my friend, and I'm I'm I know the timing is divine because um, you know I had you in in mind from my last season, the whole season. I was like, no, I've been trying to find my like using this podcast with my gut, and yeah. I was my gut has been like, no, this person, no, this person, and no, this person, and then for some reason it was like, no, Mandy, I'm not. It's not her episode yet. It's not her episode yet, and then you got this opportunity that I want you to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was really the reason why you got this opportunity in like late spring and then boom, it was like, ah, that's why, that's my way- why. intuition was telling me that it wasn't your time yet because you had this thing that you were going to go through
1: yeah.
0: and it. I've seen you go through it and it's been this transformational thing. And yeah. would you mind talking about it? Would you mind talking yeah. about what you just did that you were, yeah. I'm going to brag. the One of the top uh, songwriters in Canada. Just, oh, God. Okay, okay, go no, on, go I wouldn't on. say that. No. <laughs> you Definitely just not. almost won a competition saying that you. So, <laughs> yes, please, please go on. Please go on.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, I would love to have that title actually, but I don't. <laughs> in my eyes. You do. <laughs> no, God. Thanks, Ashley. Um, no. Uh, so, I do you want me to t- I just tell the whole story. How about that? Yeah. Sounds great. So, um I last year I had been just really trying to I mean, COVID had shut everything down with my band basically for and for Aiden and I as well. So, I'm in a rock and roll cover band, Jack and Jill Rocks, and Aiden and Mandy as well. And um you know, COVID hit and everything was shut down and I really had to think about, I love doing music um, and I love performing and you know, it is a part of my income as well. So I had to figure out like, how can I do this, not rely on anybody else, but I have to really rely on myself. And that's for me, the scariest place to be musically, which is so weird cause I'm so confident, but when it's just me and I'm vulnerable and I'm with my guitar, it's a really scary place. You'd never guess it, but it is the hardest thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started putting these videos on my Instagram and Facebook just, like, as practice. Something for me to do and just get better and, and to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep me working, right, and keep practicing. And um, I I had put one on. And then a talent scout um, – sent me a DM and she said, I think you'd be really great for the show. They're doing auditions. Um, check it out. Here's all the information. If you are into it, you know, let me know and I can hook you up. And of course I was like, what? This seems crazy. This is like a scam. This seems bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And I did, I think I called you like right after and I was like,
0: is this a scam? You did, you did. And they are like, did they ask you to buy anything? And you're exactly. like, Exactly. No. And I was like, well, then it's probably not a scam yet until they ask you to do something except be yourself. And it's, it's legit.
1: It's legit. Yeah. And so I did some research like after speaking with you, cause you'd done um, a Broadway one, right? I forget what it was called. Yeah, I did a. I did
0: triple sensation. It was triple a, sensation. Oh yes, you know triple threat Canada thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted advice from you because I've never done anything like this. And you just said, you know, read the contracts over and really make sure that you know your your soul's not going to get hurt doing this, right? <laughs> like you just oh, wanted to protect me. And yeah. so I I did some research and I looked into it. And as soon as I saw um, that it was affiliated with Music Canada. I was like, okay, this seems like legit. This seems legit. So the show is called uh, The Shot Canada, and it's to find Canada's next up and coming um, singer songwriter. And so I sent in an audition tape, and I got it. I got in. So um, I made the top forty, and uh, from there, I made, I did another audition. Um, and it's, it's a web series that's online. Um, How many
0: people submitted? Like,
1: I have from- no idea. They said thousands. I, wow. I'm not sure. I know there was 40 of us in, like, the official, like, filming group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, I mean, they said thousands. I don't know if that's true or not. Who knows? <laughs> it's
0: true. Thousands.
1: I like to think millions. Millions. But- <laughs> <laughs>
0: True. There are millions of <laughs> singer songwriters out there, though. That's
1: oh, true. Ashley, this has opened my eyes. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, there are, you are basically, if you want to be the like a hit singer songwriter or, um, you know, famous, whatever famous to you, you are in the Olympics, basically. You need to train like an Olympian. You need to wake up right, go to work, come back right basically. yeah, It's pretty insane to think about because there are so many people out there, you know? Yeah, It has like, to be your everything. It has to be your everything. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it definitely opened my eyes to... It's opened doors. It's opened my eyes to what I want and what I don't want and just like really gives you um, a clear idea of what the music industry in Canada is. Yeah, so it was great. It was such a great opportunity. I was... I was so stoked on it, and um, I made, so I made the top 40, and then from there, um, it was group rounds, so the top, tw- the t- sorry, the top 20, sorry, not the top 40, I made the top 40, then I made the top 20, and the top 20 was group rounds, which was so cool, hmm. so from um, March to I think the first week of June, um, you went through every week, and you wrote um, songs with people, over the course of a day so you would meet in the morning and I'd write with artists from all over Canada um, from New Brunswick to BC there was artists from all over Canada and it was so cool because you were connected with these people but you never met them you didn't know them right Mm -hmm. and you got a challenge to write a song and you had to write a song and produce it so that means record it um Write it over Zoom and then produce it for adjudication in six hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was intense, crazy. And it was crazy. So like it's it's like a masterclass, right? You, it's yeah. like you're put you're put into the yeah under the gun, and who's gonna rise?
1: Who's gonna rise? Who's gonna argue?
0: Mm. <laughs> who's Who gonna collaborate? Through? Yeah. Right? it, it ego, was ego it's e- yeah lots of egos it, right? there was e-
1: exactly i was very lucky because the first group that i worked with i had i met um his name is maddie james and natasha and steph Ooh, i don't remember what steph's last name is um but we were all put together in a group and go check them out they're amazing artists you can find them all on my instagram um but we had not, never met each other and i'm you know I'm 39 and they're 22 and some are 30, right? So we're all at different ages as well. And um, I'm a country artist. Uh, one is like a pop artist. One's a soul artist. So in these six hours, you have to meet each other, um, learn about each other, figure out like, what do you play? What do you feel comfortable doing? What are your parts? Like, like where, what do you sing? How You know what I mean? So Ooh. in six hours, it was very... It was so cool. I loved every freaking second of it. (laughs) Um, It was hard, though. It was hard work. It was a lot of hard work. But um, I was very lucky because the first group that I had, we just clicked off the bat. And we all really there was no ego in any of that group. It was all everybody wanted to produce the best song that we could. Everyone listened to each other ideas were thrown out. And if the ideas didn't work, your feelings weren't hurt. It was just like throw out ideas, what works, what doesn't. And we all kind of had the same um, idea of what like a melody should sound like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was very cool. And we ended up winning um, two challenges with that group. And yeah, I was I was very pleased. Actually, in every single group challenge, I my group was in the top. I was never in the bottom ever. So I either, my group either won or it was in the top, I don't know,
0: two or three. So that was really cool. Very I was proud of myself. Yeah. With the group and around. And getting a bunch of uh, strangers to create art together. It's powerful.
1: It's insane. It's insane that you don't know these people and you have to be vulnerable with these people too, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And then to figure out how to, for me to figure out how to shoot down someone's idea in a nice way. It's
0: very tricky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It's like a theater where it's like, you know, first day you could be rehearsing with, you could be making out with somebody, (laughs) you know, the first day being like, oh yeah, you have to do this scene and practice this with this guy. And right. It's like, you just have to, you have to know yourself so, so well.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. And not figure out, how to, it was like a communication thing too, right? It was so interesting. I I highly recommend, and every week you you were in a new group as well, which I didn't mention. So I highly recommend it. I think it's a real test to see. I mean, you have to collaborate as a writer too, right? You get better. Some of the best, um, like some of my favorite times that I've had writing songs have been with other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, i was very lucky because Ari Newfeld um texted me and he's like I want to write a couple songs with you and learning off Ari was like it was like watching like it was like watching a master class like Ari is like connected to like nature and the universe it was the craziest thing Ashley
0: have I ever told you about this well I knew that you've been collaborating with him but you didn't say much about it just that it was awesome
1: it was amazing it was amazing. We sat outside, and you know, you spend time getting to know each other. And then he had a um, he had an idea already for like a guitar part, so it's kind of like working on a melody. And and he had asked me. Um, he had had this idea that he wanted to write a song about this girl writing in her diary. Okay. Um, and it was a breakup, right? It was a, a breakup song, and uh, he said. Um, what did he say to me? God, he was like, w- w- what would someone say, you know, when, when they're writing in their diary? And, and, oh, like a teenage girl would say, you know, this is forever and, and I'm going to love him to the end of time and forever. And then I said, well, nothing lasts forever. And he just stopped and he was like, whoa, what do you mean? And, you know, I explained what that meant to me, right? Just losing my father and all those pieces, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we wrote a song called "Nothing Lasts Forever about this this girl who is in high school. Um, she's writing in her diary. It's a beautiful song. We should record it. But it was such a cool experience because watching Ari write, he looks at nature. He sees like birds flying or clouds moving. and he stops and pauses and listens. To, to the world or something like he listens to I don't know what maybe the voice in his head or um, different things that I, I can't
0: hear. And he writes them down. And it's poetry. It's very beautiful. Yeah, I've, I can understand, you know, I've seen um, really profoundly incredible artists. And it's almost as if they, uh, they channel it. It's like mm-hmm. not even, it's like through them. But yeah. it's something uh, more than them (laughs) they are just like allowing it to to move through them yeah um and you have i have have talked about this but that um that book big magic and any (laughs) artist out there that um is creating anything you need to read big magic because it talks about the creation process as this that there it's this living entity out there and it it needs a host and ideas find you and either you give birth to it for Mm. for itself or it will find another host yeah you know and I believe that I felt inspiration Uh, this podcast was that totally it was like either I'm gonna do it or somebody else someone else is yeah no and they are just it's just looking for a place to be created you know
1: yeah I I love that book for that reason I can remember reading that book and it, it was at a time when I wasn't playing my guitar very much mm-hmm. and writing and um, it just like light bulbs went off everywhere <laughs> to me. I was like, well, yeah. and it's the same like with, uh, you know, a lot of what you, you talk about in your podcast with all your guests is just recognizing the signs and just like the things in the universe that, you know, are speaking to you mm-hmm. when you resist those things. You're doing a disservice to yourself, right? You just have to kind of in embrace embrace the flow, right? Go with
0: the flow or whatever it is. But yeah. to, um, taking I, our blinders off too. Take like, your blinders off. Yeah, it's just magic everywhere. Like it freaking yeah. is. And as soon as you see it, as soon as you see and start speaking with the universe or whatever you call it, um, and creating a dialogue and putting it out there. Um, It's just—it's like getting a freaking letter from Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) It's magic. It's freaking magic. It's like wow, you know. Um, And
1: I think the thing that I also took away from that book was why artists—how hard we can be on
0: ourselves—and
1: it's a disservice if you are an artist of any kind. um, You you are hard on yourself. You think what what you create isn't good enough. And so you won't create it. You'll stop yourself from creating, which again, is like doing a disservice to the universe, right? Like who's to say your art is good or bad? You know, it's yours. It's what you need to put out. It's what the universe is telling you to put out. And whether it's one person who loves it or, you know, 3000, it's art. Like it needs to be out there for whatever reason. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it does.
0: And you know, if you've ever been in like Kiwanis Music Festival or any kind of competition, yeah. it's one person's opinion on one day in one moment, yeah. you know, and everything influences that person. They could um, they could have had an argument with someone over country music two minutes ago, and then they go and they watch you and you're a country artist, no matter what comes out of your mouth. yeah, um, They won't love it. And is that make you a, a, a bad artist? No, it's it's one person's opinion. But... Yeah. art needs to be created for art's sake not yeah. for anyone's opinion it needs to be created for the sheer joy that it can bring people if exactly it, if it's given birth to you know yeah you have to enjoy it like i
1: think doing the shot because it it you were looking at a lot of the mechanics behind a song you know like what what is the structure of a song what makes a good song um, and you have to have those things as an artist, like if, you know, as a, a sellable artist or whatever that is, I don't know, but, but to, to market a song, you should have, you know, a song form behind it, I guess. I don't know. But um, I mean, doing the shot, this is because you're working with record labels and industry executives and that's what they want. Right. Yes. So you're trying to find this like line of like, art and making something sellable and making it beautiful, but then also staying true to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I with- witnessed you um, truly un- start to understand who you were as an artist and hmm. um, it allowed, you know, and that you truly love creating music, not so that yeah. people can see you play the music, no. but <laughs> so that it exists. Yeah. And that is the, it's like the most, I don't know. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's creating art for art's sake, and that's exactly what it should be. It shouldn't be about an ego. It needs to be about the art.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely am still like I. I, It's so weird because I don't like I'm not compared to like you know these amazing artists that we have in the Okanagan. Like I'm just I just. I'm learning and growing and absorbing everything that I can from everyone, and I always will be because I think that's what makes you, you know, awesome. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying I'm awesome, but it makes you—I don't know—love it or I—I I, I can't really explain what it makes you. But I never want to get not to the give, place. Up. Yeah, exactly. give up. Yeah, exactly. Not it. give up or just enjoy it, right? Because mm-hmm. if you get the pop part where you're like there's nothing more for me. It's like, well, why are you doing this? You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you see people who like a Kate Spade, you know, mm-hmm. and that has achieved all the things that you hope to achieve in life, success, fame, um, money, all of it. And you yes. can still not find happiness. You yes. can be a very successful artist, Um, in the world of fame, whatever that means, and still be deeply unhappy. So create art that makes you happy. And the rest is out of your control anyways. So just go with it. Just create because there needs to be more art in the world makes people question things. And it, it just it expands our consciousness. Art is a beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: Oh, 100%. I like, I love when my friends write poetry or they and who aren't, you know, they're not poets. I'm not a poet. But then they throw down this amazing poetry and are just like, mm, you're a poet. <laughs> That's really <laughs> beautiful. Like, Yes. And I think everyone has art. Like every human being is an artist of some kind. Yes. You know, they I all agree. have a
0: medium to express themselves. It's whether or not they um, have found it yet or have tried enough things to find it or or are brave enough, right? A or lot of are brave enough.
1: A lot of people need to just be brave and just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and stop letting that little voice, that fear voice. And that's, you know, the fear voice is the thing that will as an artist or a performer or anything will hold you back the most. Is I I can't do that. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, I'll never be this person and it's like get that out of your head. Because fear is is just, that's you. No one else thinks about that, you know? No one yeah. else is thinking, you know? And if they do, you know, if you, you are on stage and someone is like, whoa, oh, whatever, that person, it's like, well, it's five minutes of your life.
0: Yeah, and it's about them more than it's <laughs> yes. about you.
1: You know, 100%. that's what I've
0: found with negative people. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that says everything about you and really nothing about me. <laughs> exactly, right? I'm fulfilling <laughs> I- myself. Yeah, And you know, if it comes from a genuine place, you have nothing to lose. Really. Mm -hmm. You really don't. Um, But man, regret is, is not a comfortable thing to have to live with. So make the art, launch the podcast, write the song, write the book, write the book, write the poetry, Um, do the dance, stop apologizing (laughs) for yourself in any way, because you are divinely meant to be exactly who you are. And, it's up to you to, to, to share yourself with the world. Mm -hmm. Totally. Let's take a little break. First, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a listener. I am so grateful for every single one of you. I love hearing all of your messages if you would please take two minutes to write a review on apple or share this podcast with a friend it would help immensely in the podcast world i'm a tiny fish in a very big pond and every single review share rating and message just means the world to me thank you thank you and now back to this week's episode
1: My father was my biggest fan of music, my grandpa and my father, uh, but my my father was my biggest fan, loved when I sang, um, came to all my shows, I did a soundstage production. Um, you were there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my dad traveled all over Canada, and um, he came to that show, and it was the last big kind of production that he'd seen me live in. Um, and it was such a great moment. He loved that that show so much, that soundstage production. I'm so glad he got to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, which she played
0: Elphaba from Wicked, which is super rad. Yeah.
1: No one bought the Wicked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway... <laughs> um it was a great show it was don't judge it from that <laughs> much better
0: much better in concert
1: <laughs> much better in concert much better life um but he loved it and he just raved about it and he he was so proud and I love I have a picture actually of, of that moment and it's one of my favorite pictures um and then uh, maybe three years after that four years after that out of nowhere uh, he got really sick really quickly, and he passed away from a very aggressive form of cancer on December 23rd, um, which sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really sucks. It
1: really sucks for Christmas. Um, uh, yeah. So December 23rd, he passed away, and when he passed away, he said... Um, never stop singing. He grabbed my arm and he said, "Never stop singing." And it was something that his his dad, my grandpa, had said to me as well. And um, it's a very big part of my music now, um, and it really propelled me into this crazy place of where I am now. Um, But right after my dad had passed away, I I didn't uh, play. I didn't do anything. I actually um, took a break from playing music because you're just broken after you lose a parent. And you played Um, for
0: him in the hospital too.
1: Yeah. A lot.
0: Yeah. I was a part of, of that time.
1: Yeah. Everybody could not believe that. Um, when, when someone is dying, like my dad passed, um, it was, he was, um, it's hard to explain. He was very in and out of things. And um, the one, one day he was very um, agitated mm. and he couldn't communicate at this point. Um, and I got Adam to bring me my guitar. And my brother is also a musician as well. And um, he, I played my guitar and I just started playing songs. I don't even, I I do remember what I played actually. I played Blue Rodeo, uh, Lost Together. And I played Hey Ho. And um, he loved Summer Song. He always, my Mm -hmm. song Summer Song. So I played Summer Song and I played a few others. But um, it calmed him down. So right away, he just calmed down and everyone was in the room. And um, it was, I didn't like, everyone was crying around me and I didn't flinch or or anything because I wanted him to enjoy the music.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And something um, you could
0: actually give him in that moment. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was,
0: it was, it's healing.
1: Uh, Yeah. It was, it was healing. For, I think, a lot of people, we really needed that. It was such a crazy time because we did lose my dad so fast. It Everything just moved so quickly. It was the only thing, really, that we could think of to do that felt normal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. And it calmed him down. And then I can remember putting my guitar down because I just finally had reached the spot of I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> and I went outside and I just broke down. And Adam, my husband... Held me in his arms and I just said that it can't be the last time that my dad hears me play. No. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It was the last time that he had heard me play. Um, But my brother just grabbed me and he's like, how did you do that? My brother's an amazing musician. He's amazing. And he's like, how did you do that? I can't, I don't even know how you got through that. I don't even understand where you went or what planet you were on. But, you know, thanks for doing that, you know, because he's, my brother's much more sensitive than I am. Um, But yeah, so, so after that, I took some time um, from playing. And, which was sad because it, playing music is such a healing experience. Right. But if you lose someone, you don't want to be healed. Right. You don't want to forget them. And I think that the second that you feel like you start healing is when you start to forget or you you're letting go. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. The pain is still a connection to them, you know? So holding on to that pain is like keeping them closer to yourself, you know? Totally.
1: Exactly. And that's,
0: what I was doing, I, I didn't
1: want to leave my house. <laughs> um, and, you know, I finally left and saw you guys. Obviously I had a really great group of friends. Um, and I didn't want to play music because for me, playing, writing and singing is um, singing music. It, like I, I'm gonna sound crazy now. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> That's no such thing in the on the lilac podcast. There's no <laughs> such thing as crazy. Go right. <laughs> <I'm> going lilac. <laughs> Go full um, lilac on me. Yeah.
1: So, so I I find I found it really difficult because when I sing, I feel like I, I can connect to the other universe or dimension or whatever mm. and believe in like. The other side of life, like I feel like that's what happens when I yeah. say words and when I sing them, and when I play them, and when it's a melody, that's where I feel it comes from. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to be connected that close to anything because it hurt, it hurt too much, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So there were certain things I can remember. Aiden and I played a show. Um, I think it was in February. And I was like, no, I don't I don't want to sing these songs. We're not singing anything sad. We're not singing this song, this song. And she was amazing. She was like, yeah, no, good. She just wanted to get me singing again, right? Um, and so that was good. I'm glad I did that show. And then I can remember in March, I picked up my – I was sitting beside my guitar. It was sitting – I don't know how it got beside me, but it was sitting beside me on my couch, and I was staring off into space. When you're like processing grief, you do that a lot. And I picked up my guitar and my song came out, um, which was Violent Blue, came out. And oh. yeah, if you haven't heard it, um, you can find it on The Shot Canada. <laughs> it, I, I don't play it ever because it is so personal. It's um, a really hard song for me to play because anytime I play it, I cry.
0: Um, and I don't everybody like to cries every time you play that Anybody, yeah, every single human cries because because you literally um, channel the, your grief, you can feel it in your voice, you can, mm. um, it's a super raw. And I remember when you shared it, it was just our, uh, the girlfriends, all of us are a little tribe, you played it for us, I remember. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this is something um, big, you know, that yeah, it taps into the humanity of yourself. It's a powerful song.
1: Yeah, it um, it's a very powerful song. It's exactly what my family went through, and you know, I think good songs tell stories, right? Yeah, so that other people can connect to it or heal from it or whatever. And that song is one of those ones. <laughs> um, I'd like to record it one day, maybe, I don't know, but. Okay. Um, yeah,
0: you will. And when you're yeah. ready, it'll be, it'll be ready. Yeah. You know. It, but it's, it's close. It's very close to you. And um, it's a very vulnerable thing creating art like that, that, that is a piece of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was a hard one to, it's still a hard one to play when I played it on the shot. um, We were supposed to, the challenge was write a song for a loved one. And I said, before I went in, I said, this is not a happy song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think it's a really great song and uh, <laughs> I cried on the floor for about a half an hour after I'd finished playing it. I was so cold that day too. It was freezing and it was a, a day in June where I recorded it. It was so crazy, um, but you know, it went over really, really well on the shot and um, can you tell, great- the-
0: tell them what you, they said about your voice, like that, like you had the most amazing compliments. <laughs> from really um, like incredible people you know in the industry in Canada what did remember what did they say to you um
1: oh god I don't even know because I like the, that stuff
0: because like, I get so uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing like you they you your voice reminded you of incredible artists
1: oh that's right that was a really nice one they said um <laughs> you you're a. Which I don't believe this is true, but I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Take it. They were like, you're a a Joni Mitchell, Serena Ryder, um, Jan Arden, but you're Mandy Cole. You're (sighs) like a true Canadian artist. I'm like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) So amazing. And it's all from showing like the most vulnerable part of yourself. Like that is
1: so powerful yeah and then the response from eric one of the judges um he had lost his dad and on the response i got from so many people about that song like i had people dming me and and sending me emails well not emails but i guess what's a facebook is it a dm i don't know
0: yes message i don't know
1: are they all dms i don't know (laughs) anyway
0: i'm not i'm not cool like that
1: me either but (laughs) I got DMs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they said how much that song had meant to them or they had went through losing someone and um it really moved them and just it it was cool. It was neat to see the power of that song in particular that people felt so connected to it and um Eric, one of the judges on the show had lost his dad and he um was very visibly moved by it like in his soul like it, yeah. it was um which was hard to take because I, I don't want people to feel like that but then i also think when you do release those feelings they're like feeling as as i've listened to many uh guests on your show it's <laughs> they're trapped feelings inside of you right that mm. we repress or our body holds
0: in and sometimes music is what lets it out right Yeah, it taps into that and emotions like um, need to be released. They need Mm -hmm. to be, they need to be expressed. And if, if it brought someone to tears, it's because there were tears in there that needed to be shed that were being Mm -hmm. held in. And I just think it's so profound that you can create something that is from your darkest, uh, most vulnerable moment of your life and it can connect to somebody else's darkest and most vulnerable and they can relate it to their own struggle Mm -hmm. and it's in sharing those things that we can heal ourselves and that we Mm -hmm. can also allow other people to heal themselves Mm -hmm. and that's just that's why we create art totally that's why we create art for sure
1: we just went camping you and I yeah and Friendsgiving we we went Friendsgiving and we do you remember Sean? yes and yes. we played that pink floyd song um wish you were here and the same thing happened with sean too he was
0: so sean's this random friend too. <laughs> so it's not like it's like oh our buddy Sean. well he was a bunny i guess off the weekend but he was this random camper yeah like, betsy now was like hey you guys are like playing really awesome music over here <laughs> and yeah you could see it you just being around music and he it inspired him to like want to start playing guitar again Yeah, he wanted to
1: start. It was it was very cool. We played um, "Wish You Were Here," and he said that song reminds me of my his high school friend or his buddy that he said he went camping with all the time. And Mm -hmm. he just he he was like he would have loved that song, and he was just so moved by it. And then he came over the second night and asked us to play it again. (laughs) (laughs) He did, but he he just loved it so much. And and that those are the moments that. The more, the older I get, the more I'm like, that right there is why music is created. It's created to be shared by whoever, you know, I mean, amazing that you write these hit songs and anybody can share them, A, or take their own spin on it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They're meant to be shared and help people and heal people. And that's what I love about music. You know, some some people can talk through things, other people like need to dance it out or sing it out or draw it out or whatever, you know, it's
0: so cool. I was thinking about the power of and the healing power of music. Cause you and I have talked about that, but mm-hmm. that um, I had, a, I had a, a tough morning with my kiddos, um, getting them, to getting my daughter to school. And it was just like one of those cascading more, more like mornings of, of crap. <laughs> and, um, I was in my car and I was just like I st- st- stopped for a moment and I was like, "Man, my whole day could be ruined if I let it." Or on at the top of my lungs with my toddler in the back, I made this it was probably terrible. It was this musical chant of like I am grateful, I am happy, I am lucky, I am blessed. Whatever the, you know, all these things I am, I am, I am, I am. And I just, I mm. drove around and sang it with the top of my lungs. And by the time I, I felt like it was, I was done doing that. Um, I felt like a million bucks mm-hmm. and it, it healed me and it yeah. healed my mood and it brought me up and my, my toddler in the back was laughing and smiling. And it you know, those are those moments where it is a healing thing if we mm-hmm. only understand it for what it is too okay. you know
1: so true so true <laughs> i th- i love that you connected that to your kids cuz like that i use that all the time in teaching when when i'm like <laughs> you know you turn a song into it when people aren't listening to me or i'm like this is going downhill very fast turn it into a song and instantly <laughs> it's like hey i'm in a disney me. movie <laughs> totally you know, it flips, yeah put things around I don't know it's really it's really cool I was as you were talking about that I was thinking about you're gonna have a sound are you having the sound therapist on here the sound oh I, I haven't asked her yet but cross oh. cross yeah everyone has been raving about that I want to go too. you've gone though right
0: I've gone sound healing it is yeah I, she's I'm sure I'm manifesting that she's gonna be on the podcast because oh. she needs to be on the podcast Totally. Totally. <laughs> yes. Sound and when you think
1: healing. about that, the healing with sound, it's, mm-hmm. it's all like music is the same thing, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all the same. It's vibrations into it your is. body. It right? is.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, like, cause I believe in, in energy centers in the body and I study that and that, um, that the chakras, right. The chakras, mm-hmm. they yeah. resonate at a different tone and each one yes and that they're at each of the different um tones of a scale so seven chakras seven seven notes No, yeah so i've i've healing bowls i've never used my bowls on you mandy but yeah i have have tone um and they're to each tone of each chakra and you feel it you feel it resonate in that part of your body and it clears out it's magic um it's just magic (laughs) that's so funny cuz
1: i i agree i i i felt that before when i've been um with on stage with jack and jill so i can remember at the gun barrel i was singing like some crazy note and i was like reaching up to the sky and i sw- like i you just i felt through me like just like whoosh, this wave of just like connecting to whatever's up there and like letting go of anything inside of me i don't know
0: it a was surrender. it <laughs> like was a, a surrender musical surrender yeah uh-huh. and you allow other people to go there with you and that's oh
1: they have cool. to yeah i pull them in i'm like this is happening
0: <laughs> jill is your alter ego J- jill yeah. is like um i love jill
1: jill's the, the best queen. isn't she <laughs> She's like, she has
0: been cooped up far too much during oh my, COVID. So when she is released again into the wild, oh, I'm I'm scared for people. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm excited, scared, like nervous, scared. Yeah, <laughs> but like mostly excited because the world needs more fear. She has a weird women.
1: control, like a power over people. It's weird. Like it's. Yeah. I, I, we t- she's my alter ego. I'm not Jill. Like <laughs> I like to wear my sweatpants and sit in my bed most days. Like I'm actually very like, no, I'm not going to go out today. But <laughs> Jill likes um, just going crazy basically. <laughs> yeah. And she likes feeling like she can, get anybody to do anything she wants basically. (laughs)
0: She's powerful.
1: She's powerful. Yeah.
0: But it's like sometimes I'm like, oh man, she's a little too powerful. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Never. COVID's co we'll keep Jill in the box until COVID's over. I don't think (laughs) think she's allowed to be out. (laughs) She might say something offensive. Yeah. i worry i worry, <laughs> I worry a about... cop car or something <laughs> but it worry. is it's like um like playing a character you know yeah. it's uh it they, there's a part of you in every character that's what i've noticed myself it's like there mm. is a sliver of every type of person in every person and it's yeah. whether or not and i i think you get to tap into that is a really a healing thing and a magical thing totally. because it's like an aspect of you that gets to play. Yeah. Even if it's evil, even if it's, we have all of it in us, you yeah. know? Um.
1: Totally. I, I feel so lucky that I, I get to play with like Jill gets to come out. Cause I feel like when she, I feel like a lot of women sometimes feel like they're, they're, Alter ego has to stay in a box to be like, you know, the, the, the mom or whatever they're labeled mm. to be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Acceptable
0: um, for human consumption.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like as women, we feel that way, you know, like it's just something that if, if you're a woman, you'll know. Mm. Um, but Jill came at the time when I had had enough of that, where Mandy was like, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. (laughs) And Jill just, like, came to life. And I'm lucky because she would never be a character if it wasn't for Will and Adam and Ty and Dan, right? Because they all play into her character too, right? They're like, Jill's great. (laughs) She's a real Um, party. (laughs) And they're not (laughs)
0: intimidated by a strong woman. No. They they celebrate it. Mm-hmm. they celebrate you and I love seeing a strong woman <laughs> That's totally. a jam you know um, and
1: I think I think mo- a lot of women love seeing that too they're like yes yes <laughs> you know <laughs> they need that it's cool to see and even even men like on the dance like it's funny when you first, when you play in a band and you're watching a dance floor at first people like instantly if no one knows you they judge you right they're like "Mm, what's this band all about like you know yeah it's just it's a natural thing it's cool I've come to accept it but then like our goal as a band is we're like let's like we'll give them three songs to be on the dance floor and then like this this party is getting out of control and it never like never fails you know like three songs and then the party will be started and you know it it'll be a blast and I think people just buy into like this band wants to have fun. There, there's no like, all they want to do is provide us with an experience. So let's just give into it and have an experience, you know. And yeah, Will, like Will plays a role, and Ty plays a role, and Adam plays a role, and Dan plays a character too, right? Like it's a it's such a great band. I feel very lucky to have those guys.
0: Well, and I think um, what's like Lennon Doyle, right with the with untamed it's like your inner cheetah yeah freaking let we are cheetahs you oh know my. we've just forgotten that we have spots and we've exactly. apologized for anything that might rock the boat and mm-hmm. um I, I, you know you're you're 39 you're on almost 40 and i'm i'm a couple mm-hmm. years away from 40 and yeah. um there's this big thing about turning 40 and that uh, midlife crisis. And I, I honestly have zero of it because every year that I've lived, I've become my more authentic self mm-hmm. and been less um, scared and, and just been like, I'm, I, I'm unapologetic in who I am every single mm-hmm. year that what, by the time I'm in my forties, dude, I'm excited <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> for the aging things because I already have arthritis, but, you know, for yeah. the, for the, uh, you know, you don't give any Fs anymore. I don't. Yeah. I'm like, what's, what's, what's 60 going to feel like? Oh, yeah. I might be a nudist by the time I'm 60. I know. <laughs> I, I worry about that. I'm like, hmm, when do oh, I snap? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I want to see the wardrobe of when I'm 60. It's going to have it's going to be out, out there. It's flowy. I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's going to be dramatic. That's for sure. Oh, 100%. I can't wait. But yeah, I think um... <laughs> I'll probably be wearing a potato sack. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll still be wearing your uh, your chill sweats and then Jill will be wearing head to toe pleather. Just
1: pleather. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so six-year-old pleather we
0: should do like a side-by-side sometimes
1: like, it's like here's mandy and here's like you know like i'm all really these wearing things. a turban
0: and a kimono and yeah <laughs> who time. are you really <laughs> who are you really i just i i hope i hope that my daughters are unapologetic for their whole life oh and you know I and think I, they are have uh, you so met your far. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yep. So far, so far they are. They're like, amazing. You know, society bon- like you know, cuts you down, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to be a human in this world. Can you please tell my audience how they can reach you, listen to your music, support you? Where can they find you? Give me, th- give them your deets, please.
1: Um, how can you find me, everybody? Well. You can find me making, creating, playing, entertaining (laughs) around the Okanagan Valley. Um, I play, uh, you can check me out on, my Instagram is probably the best. So if you look up uh, Mandy Cole Sings, uh, that's my tag. I don't know. What do you call it? Yeah. Is it a tag name? Mandy Cole Sings is a tag name. Um, Look me up on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Mandy Cole Sings um i'm playing all over the valley i play in a rock and roll cover band called jack and jill rocks or jack and jill and uh, i play in a duo as well called aiden and mandy and i um, playing all over the valley and and check out my spotify i have um a, a couple tracks on there that you can check out um it's under mandy cole on spotify follow me follow any artist really that, that always helps. And, um, yeah, just go watch some live music and go buy some art and go book an artist, a live artist, whether it's me or somebody else, just value art, appreciate it and, uh, make some art, go enjoy it.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode of The Lilac, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can message me on Instagram and Facebook at The Lilac Podcast or go to thelilacpodcast.com. Be brave enough to be vulnerable. Be vulnerable so you can find yourself. Find yourself and blossom unapologetically.